gone down a little bit. But in terms of just stupid defensive errors, I think Arsenal wins. There's no way you can claim Spurs makes more dumb mistakes. Than, well, I do. So, you answered too quick because of Ori, dude. Your Ori is a waste. Yeah, I'm saying so is Ori is a problem. <laughs> Ori, that guy, oh my word. Oh, you go to me? You go to me? <laughs> oh, no, oh, yeah, Lurice yeah, I think Arsenal. Usually, Arsenal this season, I think it's closer, dude. As, it's as much as Lloris and Oria make you gang know. mistakes, uh, okay, I have to agree to Arsenal. If we're talking about this season, it's comparable. But, like, historically, yeah. It's an Arsenal. Awesome no, no, no. You, you, can't, you can't say historically because your team has no history, bro. Like, that's unfair. <laughs> 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 right, right. That's that's the um, that's that's where we were. Uh, stop the podcast. But uh... Hi guys, and welcome to the Whipping It In podcast, the podcast you didn't ask for. And uh, today we're joined by the uh, Back Five podcast team. Um, Thank you. Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm Cameron. Uh, we have two cams, but the other one's not here. But yeah, I support Manchester United and check out the back five if you're interested. Um, yo, I'm Don. Um, long time Arsenal fan and everything. I'm also part of the back five. Um, and I'm happy to collaborate with um, the Whipping It In podcast today. Yeah, so just jumping into it. Um, the way, so what we're going to talk about is the top six, um, so-called top six now, because um, we're all, you know, not in the top six technically. And um, so from the start of the season, it was between Chelsea, United, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, and who's going to get into that sort of top four position to get into the Champions League games. And when looking at it, we're just going to sort of evaluate our own teams um, look at sort of the good, bad and the ugly, if you'd like to hear um, who's done well, um, and even give a sort of rating, if you'd like, on A, B, C, D, um, where you think your team performed and possible signings or things to do better in the future. And uh, so I myself is representing Chelsea. Um, Lewis will be uh, representing Liverpool. Cameron is going to be supporting uh, United. Tando is Spurs. And Don is Arsenal. So we've got uh, quite a house uh, in store for you guys. And uh, Avengers assembled. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> so um, the way we'll start off is by league positions. And because we haven't got a Man City fan, just talking between us. But Lewis, starting off with Liverpool. Um, obviously, you guys are top top of the league. How does it feel? I think if I was to give Liverpool a grade, it would be very easy, like A+. plus. There's nothing much like Liverpool could have done, except for like, not losing against Watford at uh, Victory Road, that would have been like the topping on the cake, get the invincibles. But overall, like it's been a very good season for Liverpool. So we've got um, there was 82 points at the moment, 20 games played. You got 64 goals scored, you got 21 goals uh, let in. It's very little that Liverpool can improve on. Maybe like a squad, a few of the squad players may look into leaving, such as Shakiri. So really strengthening that positions. But in terms of like next season and future transfers, there's very little like Liverpool can change or very minor changes. Um, but you can also look into like if you look into this transfers rumors about Ver- uh, Timo Werner coming to Liverpool, and there's so many different signings that we could have made. But also January made a few signings as well, such as Minamino, 
But I think going for next season, I think a lot of the teams are coming back up. So like Man City, they're not going to be, um, they're coming back stronger next season. So that's really vital. So they got the Laporte back and that's going to be really vital for Man City and something for Liverpool to think about for next season. Um, yeah. It's just jumping onto it. Um, yeah. Is there, so we just spoke generally about good, but in terms of players, has there been anyone in particular that stood out for you uh, in regards to that? I, I think like definitely Liverpool has been good as collectively. So we're not only doing good up front, so scoring 66 goals, but also letting them the least amount of goals into 24. So it's a whole collective players like team of players but if you want to look at like special players like individual players so you're looking at Sadio Mane with his um, goal scoring record you got Alisson at the back goalkeeping you got Adrian who did really well when he had to uh, debutise over um, Alisson when he was injured and then also you got Trent and Alexander-Arnold uh, Robertsons so overall like it's been a very good season yeah, and um, obviously you mentioned um, Timo Werner as a possible transfer, some things positive, but um, there are obviously some negatives and you have lost to Watford. Um, yeah. And some things could be pointed out that um, squad depth isn't strong enough um, as an art possible argument and the fact that you guys um, didn't compete in, let's say, for example, the FA Cup, um, even Champions League, League Cup, could that be a criticism as well of Liverpool that, you know, yes, okay, you've got to focus on the league, you haven't won that in 30 years, but when looking at competitive teams throughout Premier League history, it's not just winning a Premier League, it's this and an FA Cup, this and a Champions League, or this is our treble. Um, do you feel that is a weakness of Liverpool, squad debt, or what, what do you see? I think there's definitely a adherence towards more the Premier League so especially like cup runs and Carling Cups the FA Cups we put a, a weekend signed out and put a, a more youthful team out in emphasis of the Premier League for example as we had the emergence of Curtis Jones and um, we put a lot of like youthful players into the FA Cup Carling Cup so it was definitely for this season I think it was Jurgen Klopp's emphasis to win the Premier League so so many like years we haven't won it and this is something we were looking towards but in terms of like, we have added in strength, so like, such as Minamino, he's coming in January and he will like, he's looking to like, is it cover for Salah and Mane? So definitely look towards that. But in terms of the summer transfers, it's very, very unpredictable given like the coronavirus and how that affects like financial situations for uh, any, all the clubs. As a whole, I think you could maybe make an argument that they would have liked to have gone further in the Champions League and and a few of the other competitions. But when you really look at it, I think their, their main goal this season was the Prem. They've been bantered about it for years. They won the Champions League last year. So even though they didn't go all the way and they haven't really done that well in the Champions League, it doesn't really matter. I think in terms of their goals at the beginning of the season, I think they've they've been phenomenal. And unfortunately, I would have to give them an A-star. I think they've been fantastic. Um. Yeah, there's not much to add on what Cameron said. I mean, really, you know, they... They showed vulnerable. They showed vulnerabilities in the Champions League. You know, they were definitely beatable. Um, but again, they achieved what they wanted to. Well, they would have achieved what they wanted to achieve, and they're possibly going to achieve what they want to achieve winning the Premier League. So I can't really give them anything less than an A star. There's an argument for giving them just an A, but I think the A star really works. Easily been the best team 
uh, in the Premier League this season. Yeah, I have to agree with what everyone else is saying. Um, and even from a Liverpool fan's perspective, formed this season, um, although they got knocked out in Champions League. I mean, like Cam said, they won it last season. So um, they, they really haven't been a shortage of, of, of trophies um, for Liverpool fans. Um, so, and A-Star is well-deserved. They've been far better than what anyone thought they really could have been. A, A would be good. Um, you know, looking at the last-minute winners, looking at how we've kept left clean sheets from last season, um, this season has just been a very results-based season, you know? Whereas maybe our playing quality was a bit better last season. We weren't having so many last-minute winners, had a bit more clean sheets a little bit more defensive stability, um, then the results are better this season. Yeah. Um, so jumping on to the next team uh, within this top six in terms of rankings is Manchester City. Um, so when, when thinking about Manchester, they've, um, as we know, drop, uh, mass, massively dropped off. Um, so many reasons to it. Uh, um, see the lot. I think the biggest loss is probably company. Um, losing such a leader uh, at centre-back probably affects the team so much as we've seen. Um, the fact that they've had to have, make a makeshift defence. Um, and I think defence is probably the biggest issue because Edison is a you know wonderful, wonderful goalkeeper. I really like him. He can play out with the ball. But when you're, the defence in front of him isn't confident and the fact that uh, it shifts and changes and I believe Guardiola doesn't want to play Otamende and Stones because they're too uh, mistake-prone. Um, and the fact that uh, Fernandinho's had to go into... Uh, centre-back, it just shows a lot of issues with the club. Um, but nobody really expected that. I think everyone was you know, expecting Man City to not be as bad as a 25-point difference. I think, like you said, there was one of the biggest reasons was I think there was no stability this season. If you look at their, their run last season, they had a pretty consistent team and they didn't change it too much. And I feel like this season, they've just got a lot of key injuries and then Pep's been overthinking it a little bit, I think, trying to chase club. And he's been mixing around the team too much. And I think that they, they've lost that chemistry that they had. Because if you look at the back, they lost Laporte, which is a, an amazing... I mean, it's a terrible loss for them, sorry. And uh, then they, he's been trying to play around with Fernandinho and playing Rodri and then switching between the two and changing formations. And uh, Mendy can't stay fit, so he's in and out. And he can't choose which is his best left back. Sané got injured. Uh, so I, I just feel like there were so many different factors and then because of the pressure Klopp was putting on Pep, I think he kind of panicked a little bit and he, he started overthinking and chopping and changing too much. So that, uh, I think that's the reasoning behind their, them dropping points. Look, it's a, it's a very complex thing here. It's, there's a lot of factors at play in terms of Man City's sort of drop-off this season. Uh, but like I said, you know, with comparing them to a smaller team like Sheffield, a team that got the defensive aspect of their game right, compared to City, which just didn't, you know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where City's downfall came. If you can't stop the goals from going in on your side, you're not going to win games. You're not going to get championship points. And that's exactly what this has showed. You know, him being 25 points or so behind Liverpool, it's, yeah, a massive disappointment on their side. And like Cam said, it's just, it's down to the defence mostly. And that can be partly partly attributed to them missing company a lot. Um, personally, I just feel like 
although their attack is not as good as last season, um, they're still first in the league in terms of um, goals scored. Um, I think they're ahead of Liverpool by three or something. So not not by a lot compared to last season, but they're, they're still first in the league. Um, and then in terms of the defence, I just feel it's um, it's kind of unfair to compare them to a team like Sheffield, like Tando said, who got um, their, their defensive aspect of the game correct. I mean, um, Sheffield has the second least amount of goals conceded, um, only behind le- um, league leaders Liverpool, which is which is something amazing, you know. And City's never been a team of of of, of high defensive caliber, you know. Um, like you said, I do remember Pep being criticised for rather passing the ball out instead of having his defenders clear it and everything. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily the reason to his his downfall this season. I think it's just um, it's it's purely on the the injuries, the lack of chemistry, the constant changing up of the lineups and stuff like that. Maybe they were focusing more to the Champions League and they were winning. They won the first leg against Real Madrid, so maybe they thought they won it so many times. Let's move, let's move on to the Champions League now, like especially with the potential two-year ban of Champions League. Maybe that's their more focus now. For example, like the two-year like Champions League ban that could be a massive part of like. Man City's history for like a few of the players are thinking of leaving. So whether this plays into play, so whether so also Sergio Aguero isn't young as well. So is he going to stay for the number of years? So it's interesting to see where like Man City going from now with with the transfer ban and the Champions League ban. Like yeah, so we'll just give a quick rating of uh, Man City's season so far. Um, I'm going to give it a B. Um, I don't think it's all doom and gloom, as everyone's put out there. If the season was to continue, Champions League was to continue, they still have a run um, within that competition. League that I believe they solidified second position, close enough. Um, and I believe they won the League Cup, haven't they? I think I'm going to have to give them a B- minus just because of, of their performance in the league and the drop-off. But I don't think that that's... I, I just think it was nothing compared to what they were hoping for. And I just think that they didn't accomplish the goals they were looking to to accomplish. I think it is probably a B minus and I think they're all very disappointed. Uh, I'm going to give them a B plus uh, simply because to compare them to Liverpool is just ridiculous. Like this Liverpool team is cheating. These guys are cheating. (laughs) (laughs) On the surface, I really think they had a solid season, so B plus. Don. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Tando there. Um, my rating is also B+. Um, I know it's kind of a reach, but like this City team this season kind of reminds me of Liverpool about three, three, four seasons ago where they would they would leak goals a lot. Um, and when you watch them play, it looks like they're just trying to outscore the opponents and most games end up being high-scoring games. Um, I, I feel like City, City's demise isn't isn't down to like one thing. So I can't, I can't give them like a... I'd probably say B, maybe B plus. I mean, they are still second, you know, the best of the best. Um, yeah, so I'll just piggyback everyone else. So like B plus, so you're talking about the trans, uh, like the injuries of important players and how it's affected the season. So yeah, B plus, man. Cool. So we're going to jump off to the best team in the world, Chelsea. Um, who are in fourth position now. But um, so I, for me, I think um, with Frank Lampard coming into the mix, um, it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air. Um, we're using the youth a lot more. And that's probably the biggest thing. Um, 
So I just want to talk about some statistics and some things. Um, so 29 ga league games played. We've won 14, drawn 6, lost 9. Um, scored 51 goals and conceded 39. So you probably know where I'm going with this in terms of the weaknesses. Uh, three points above United, so who knows what happens in that sort of race. Um, we've introduced to a 4-2-3-1 formation, so a Christmas tree formation where I think it's really suited, I think, players like Jorginho really well, whereas last season it was kind of him at that holding uh, CDM position in Saris. Uh, I think he's flourished really well. Um, and as well, we couldn't sign any players. Um, we did get the ban up, uh, uplifted, but we didn't do anything in the end with it. Um, so I think for me, uh, one of the really uh, great things that we've done is, again, just talking about it earlier, introduction of youth. Um, and that's probably, you know, saved us a lot of money um, so that we can play uh, other players in other areas. Um, Tammy, bad boy Abraham, 13 goals this season. Uh, and he's, you know, there was a scare that he wouldn't, you know, because he's wearing that Chelsea number nine shirt. There's a lot of scare around that. Um, but the three sort of, because he didn't score in three, three, three games. So everyone's a bit worried. Um, the introduction on the right, uh, right back position of Reese James. I think he's a superb player, um, crosses well, defends uh, excellently. And the game that highlights for me is that 4-4 against Ajax, where um, they got two red cards, but then uh, Reese made a superb comeback. Mason Mount, I think he's going to take a bit more time to grow into the games. He's had a good fast start, but he's dipped. And I think the most recent one would be Billy Gilmore, uh, the Scottish midfielder. Um, everyone's talking about him being a Jorginho replacement in the future. Um, not yet, but maybe in the future. He's really exciting prospect, keeps the ball ticking. Um, and a couple of players, I think, for me that I've really loved is Kovacic. And I feel like he could play in any midfield in the world. He's, he has that sort of fluid tenacity of a Spanish player where they're, you know, like that Barcelona tiki-taka football. He would fit in so well because he can, his touch, his first touch is easy, glides through, um, he cut through the middle. Um, and he just takes us out of so many bad situations. I've really loved Kovacic, but for me, I just want to, you know, this is me being a bit with my Chelsea hat on. Um, uh, talking about Jorginho and his, uh, you know, how he stepped up as a sort of player. And I think his highlight was the two penalties against uh, Ajax. And in general, his penalties, I love watching them. You know, you don't know what he's going to do. He has that Balotelli aspect of his penalties. You know, he takes that stutter last minute. Um, but it's not all good. Um, the defence has conceded 39 goals this season. And, you know, there's a mix up between, is it Kepa's, uh, you know, is it the defence? You know, I think there's a mix of everything. Uh, like there's a loss of communication and confidence uh, between everyone. I don't know if Kepa is speaking Spanish and Zuma is speaking French or what's going on, but it's, it's just that lack of communication that's... Uh, Bachuayi as well. Um, the bit more the senior side of the team, he hasn't done really well. Sixteen appearances, one goal, one assist. Uh, I just feel like we can't rely on him, so we might need to look towards selling him. And Emerson is uh, so. Just speaking about Emerson, I feel like he's the ultimate epitome of like being young, hot, and Brazilian. Um, like he must be at the uh, clubs or something, but. 
ever since he was in London uh, in a few months, he's just changed his dynamics. He hasn't been playing as well. Uh, so left back, I think, for Chelsea is a huge, huge issue. Um, um, so I'd give them, you know, I don't want to say as good as Liverpool, but uh, maybe a B, solid B. The big factor for me was the nine losses and then the 39 goals they let in. And that's a massive factor when you look into uh, sides that are similar position to them. Um, I think I'm looking at Leicester City now. They only let in 28 goals. Uh, Manchester United let in 30 goals. So there's a big problem in terms of like the defence for Chelsea. And it will be interesting to see how they resolve that issue. Is that a, an issue with personnel or is it the goalkeeping issue? So that's a massive big factor that I feel like Chelsea need to improve on. But I think in terms of their achievements to get into the Champions League, the fourth, uh, the famed fourth place, I think they sealed it for this season. So in terms of that, I'd say probably a B. Um, yeah, I give them what, a B minus. Yeah, B minus. I think Chelsea have actually had a very good season considering what they wanted to do was just hold serve in terms of their position, you know, kind of remain in that top four. Because think about the circumstances at the beginning of the season. Um, new manager, they had a transfer ban, so they couldn't bring in much in the way of talent. And I think that, you know, obviously the problems that they have defensively can't be ignored. And also there's a pretty blatant lack of experience in that team. But um, with the summer transfer, for window coming up, they have the opportunity to solve that. So um, I think they've actually had a very good season, and I'm going to actually say A minus would be a full on A if they just would iron out those defensive issues. But I, I think Chelsea had a great showing, in my opinion. That blue hat is in a Chelsea uh, logo on it, is it? What? Yeah, I'm going to go along the same lines. I'm going to go along the same lines as Tundo. I just think that it's credit to what Lampard's done, just the fact that people have almost forgotten that Chelsea had a transfer ban. A lot of people have actually kind of forgotten it and just focused on the football he's trying to play. And I think you do just have to give him time. He's a new young manager and you can definitely see what he's trying to do. That's the beautiful thing about watching Chelsea right now. There's no real end product when they're attacking, uh, but that will come. And their defence is a little bit shaky, as you mentioned. But the important bit is that their they style of play is there they look like they, they're kind of building something. And I think that they have far exceeded any expectations they had at the beginning of the season, considering all the different circumstances they had. So I would lean, I'm going to say A minus, maybe even leaning towards an A. I think they've had a very good season. So, you know, Tommy Abraham has been a revelation. I don't think experience is an issue because if you look at their squad, they've got, you know, people like Atfil Equeta, he's already won a lot of Premier League. N'Golo Kante, uh, one at Leicester, one at Chelsea. Look at their attack, William, Giroud, Pedro. I think the problem is probably they have a bit too much experience. Like their squad is a little bit on the aging side. So players like Callum Hunter-Odoi, like Tammy Abraham, like that um, Billy Kidd, the Scottish dude. Um, it provides like, you know, a breath of fresh air into what is an otherwise aging team, you know. And they've got a lot of um, contracts expiring um, up this season. They want to, you know, move on with those, either reassign the players or start looking into their replacements. Um, Hakim Ziyech is coming in in the summer now. He's going to be an exciting signing. We've seen him play well for Ajax, so it's going to be, you know, really interesting to see what he can do in the Premier League. So, I mean, it can only go up here. I mean, they've done well with the limitations. So next season, they won't have these limitations. Lampard will have a year of managerial experience and they've felt um, they can go out and find players. Should they? Probably not. I mean, their own players are doing pretty well. But yeah, you know, 
good season, B plus, maybe A minus? Oli's at the wheel. Uh, I believe fifth position. Um, signed Bruno Fernandes and probably that's, I mean, you know, changed your fate in some ways, you know, started winning. I just feel, um, not not to put down to all any of the other teams, but I just feel like with Leicester and Chelsea, we haven't been as consistent um, in terms of winning in the last two, three months. So that's probably a reason why Arsenal, um, United, Tottenham to an extent have sort of clawed their way back into this race. Uh, but yeah, with, with United, I just feel they're, you know, with Fernandes, he's kind of changed their fortunes a little bit. But Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a very up and down season. It's been very frustrating. It just almost feels like we can't gain that traction we need. We were always struggling to put together two wins or three wins. I can't even remember how long it took us to put together two wins in a row. It was ridiculous. Um, so it's just been kind of up and down the whole time. And I also think that we losing Pogba right at the beginning, not having it for a large majority of the season was huge for us because Ali was persistent on playing this 4-2-1-3 with two CDMs. But you need a pivotal number 10 if you want to play that formation. You need someone who's going to unlock a door. And, and Paul wasn't there. So we, we were really, really struggling to create chances. And that's why we've only scored 44 goals which is like 1.5 goals a game as an average, which is not what you want for a team that should be in the top four or should be competing. So I feel like we've, we've really struggled to create the chances and we've really struggled uh, to kind of implement what Oli is trying to, trying to create. And I think that's due to a lack of personnel. And then also, I don't, I don't even like the formation. I don't think we should be playing two CDMs, especially at home against the lower teams. But uh, that's where Bruno's made a really, really big impact. We needed a number 10, and I'm so glad that he's coming. I think he's made a huge, huge impact. And you're starting to see now that things are starting to click a bit more. We hadn't lost, I think, since Bruno came in, which is, which is a really good stat to kind of look at. But I'm not getting too you know, gassed about it because you have to kind of look at the bigger picture. And it is a honeymoon period. Everyone's feeling a bit more you know, up because Bruno's in, and it can dip again. And we've seen Oli, Oli always goes on runs for some reason. I would, I would probably have to say that we've been lucky to even be in fifth. It's just all the people around us haven't had a really good season. And uh, based on that and our performances, I think I'd have to give us probably like a B minus, maybe even a C plus for United standards. I think we've been, we've been quite atrocious, to be honest. Uh, I feel like we have, obviously, there's always things you can improve on, but I think we still have the second most clean sheets in Europe this season uh, as a whole, not just in the league. I'm talking about everything, which has actually been a lot better than our last season. I think Carrie's actually done a really good job. He got a lot of criticism at the beginning, but I think he's actually kind of grown into that role, and I think he's helped to solidify things a little bit. And then the boys there know my feelings about Wanda Saka. I absolutely love the guy. Yes, he is. He is crazy. So... A phenomenal signing and I actually do think we've got a pretty good base to work from. Um, you know, I'm gonna go on the low end and just say straight up C. You know, really hasn't been the season where I've been blown away by the football they're playing. Like Karen like Cam said, you know, the only reason they're fifth is because some of the results have gone their way. Um, some of the results have just gone their way and they're lucky to be up there to be honest. Bruno Fernandez is you know, looks like he's on the way to pulling them back up. Who knows? By the end of the season, it might change to a B. But for now, I have not been impressed at all by them. So, C. Uh, Don. Um, I might have to agree with Tando, you know. Um, I mean, Man United started the season really poorly. Um, very, very bad. 
beginning to the season. Um, so I'm going to have to give them a C as well. Bruno coming in has, has livened up the team. Um, because watching their games was, was quite was quite hard. I won't lie, it was quite a task. They, their style of football has been reduced to, um, I don't even know what to call it, really. But um, yeah, Bruno Fernandes has livened things up. Um, but we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and say that he's there to save them. Um, I feel like they're still lacking in a few places. I'll say like a C plus. So like the aim for the beginning of the season was to look at the Champions League football and given like Man City's band, maybe they can just sneak it through like at fifth place. So ultimately, if they do get Champions League football, is that a good win for Man United? And I think it is. They're very, very close to it. And it's just... I'll give a balance of view. Um, yes, you see, maybe C plus. I mean, despite everything, they are still fourth, um, which, you know, Arsenal or Tottenham can't say. Uh, and, you know, maybe you'd look at one of them being above Manchester United uh, at the start of the season. Um, Harry Maguire still has a ways to go before he fully earns up to um, his price tag. Um, one besides that, there's been a lot of rave about him. Um, I don't see it, but he's not a bad right back, but he's not like, you know, or anything. Uh, Scott McTominay is featured heavily this season. I think he's done well. And you look at their best players, Marcus Rashford and Daniel James, um, they've done really well. So they've got a lot of uh, promise for the future. Um, do they still want Ole at the wheel? I don't know. I feel like ever since his honeymoon period finished, um, it's like the most into spectacles came up, isn't it? And now um, they're struggling, you know, to maintain any sort of consistency. And I'm pretty sure their highlight was drawn against Liverpool. So there hasn't been any, you know, any spectacles this season, any, you know, anything of note. It's been a very middling performance. Some some flashes, something, you know, just to like make the Manchester United fans excited, maybe for next season. But uh, really with the amount of money they've poured into this team, uh they they should be doing better. And Jesse Lingard still hasn't scored, so there's too much love. I think, I think the, the issue is for me, when, when a manager, even with Lampard, right, um, if it comes to that point where you need to sack, it's a difficult uh, decision where you love the player because of his history and what he's done, but then are you going to be objective, right? So there's that debate of objective versus subjective, whether uh, feelings or whether numbers make sense. And I feel like if you looked at it objectively, any United manager, right, if they had this type of record that Oli has, Bangal or Mourinho, there would be a different uproar. But because it's Oli, there's a bit more leniency towards him. And I guess with Lampard, we'll see um, if it comes to that stage. But I, I just, if I had to pick a uh, letter, I'd give it a D. Um, at Tottenham Hotspur, 40 points, I believe eighth in the league, a point above um, Arsenal right now. Um, probably one of the one of the biggest uh, turmoils in the club. Uh, a lot of injuries. Um, which could, is a massive factor towards why the team hasn't done as well. Um, obviously, now you've got Mourinho, the issue with spending and the owners, and then Daniel Levy being a bit cheap, not letting you guys spend. You do need to replenish the squad. And um, I think it's something we mentioned on our another podcast that we did um, on how Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson used to like buy a top player to put the other players on, on their sort of toes. And Tottenham hasn't really been able to do that. Um, where, you know, Kane's always been seen as the main man and uh, Song's been there. Do you get it? So when you have another player that comes in at top level, that just gives the other players in the club, like, ooh, a bit of that worry. Do you feel, uh, yeah, just asking about it. What is the good, bad? And uh, 
any areas of improvement and of rating. So yeah, go ahead. You know, uh, we, we spoke about this on one of our episodes and our shows too. And one of the things that came up was the problem with Spurs has been this season. Not, it's not necessarily a problem with their playing style, but it's these small individual errors from certain players that just lead to us leaking goals, unnecessary goals. And we were never a team that was going to score four or five goals every single game. Do you understand? So that kind of thing really messed us over, but also a massive part of the difficulties we experienced, particularly at the beginning of the season, was um, there was a lot of talk about certain players being unsettled. Um, Christian Eriksen, who ended up leaving, uh, Toby Alderweireld actually did extend his contract eventually, but I, do, I still don't know about Jan Vertonghen. It's just you know there was a, there's a, still a lot of you know it improved when Mourinho came. You know the squad seemed more a unit. It sort of gelled together, but I think that's what got off as a terrible. That's what that's the reason we got off to a terrible start. So before Mourinho came, it was like D, like D minus even. It was completely horrible what we experienced but as soon as Mourinho came in it improved not the Spurs of old you know I would say this team is still somewhat below what we saw peak potch but you know when you combine a D minus and I'd say a B since Mourinho came I suppose I could give the guys a C plus you know um, on the spending thing with Daniel Levy you know, before it was looking at us spending to want to push us over the edge because we're always so close to silverware, but we never get there. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's kind of like people were demanding you spend money to kind of, you know, fix a problem within the team. It was a fundamental problem. That's why I'm not necessarily upset at Daniel Levy this time, at least for not spending, because I, I don't, I don't think the problem was in was, was in the actual players and we need to buy this guy to replace this guy because we had the players it just wasn't gelling as a unit which is where it went wrong you know so that's my take on Spurs I'm going to give them um, this might be generous you could argue a low C even but I'm going to say C plus um, they, they fought back after a disastrous start to the season so yeah for you what what was the biggest downfall for Spurs like was it the fact that you know it's it's in the relationship phase where, you know, it's five years um, with the missus and, you know, coming up in six years, you know, you get a bit bored of her. Is, is it that with Pochettino or is it more so that, you know, spending or injuries? What what do you think it, a bit just from the drop-off from that loop? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, again, we could, you know, we could have spent more money, but that's that's in the past now. So it's, it's all, you know, it's all well and good saying, you know, we should have bought this guy, we should have had more squad depth. So that when these injuries come... And when players are uncertain, we have a squad to rotate through, right? But we just didn't have that. And so when Pochettino was going through a tough time, certain players aren't performing. You know, he just didn't have anything to work with because, you know, like you said, Spurs don't want to spend money. And, you know, our bench was just non-existent. You know, when certain players aren't performing, you don't know who to play. And it's just like, you know, it was just a mess at the end of the day. Um, I don't think it was anything to do with time, you know. Again, Pochettino is a very skilled manager. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a top job anytime soon. I'm not going to say it was the player's fault or his fault. Like I said, you know, earlier, it's just the whole unit just wasn't working. And Poch just, I think it was the right reason. It was the right um, time for him to go, I suppose, because he just didn't know what to do with the squad at that point. And I guess Mourinho did. So... 
it finally got to Spurs as a team as a whole, um, in the sense that Spurs have always been really close to obtaining silverware. Um, there's there's no there's no lack of talent in the squad. You know, it's not like Spurs is is a mid-table side. You know, they're they're a very good side with quality players. Um, and every time they get close to silverware, they just slip up. You know, and I feel that that frustration really um, came out this this season, um, along with Poch and everything. Um, especially when it's something as big as the Champions League final, you know, I'm not going to bring up everything that happened. But um, as a Spurs fan or as a Spurs player, you know, you kind of get um, annoyed with, with with not winning silverware, regardless of your, your guys' efforts, you know. Um, they haven't had the worst season ever because of um, Mourinho. He's, he's managed to to bring them somewhere. Um but they've they've been poor this season, you know. There's there's no ignoring that fact, um, and for that I'm gonna have to give them a D plus, yeah, D plus to a D, um, whichever way you wanna flip it. Um, I just feel as though they aren't necessarily like there isn't one big reason as to why they're they're like this. You know, you can't say that there's no talent, um, that there's no um, goal scorers besides Kane because Son is there as a goal scorer when when Kane doesn't perform, although Son hasn't performed as well this season, but he's he's there, you know. Yeah, so I'll give it like a D for example, like if like they had a like on the Pochettino that they downfall was huge, they after the Champions League, everything like but I find the good thing about Tottenham is they have recovered with uh, Mourinho under the manager. I think they were kind of lucky with the like with Kane coming back if the Premier League does start back. He is going to come back, so that's going to be really important for Tottenham and and then rise to the, like the fifth spot for the Champions League. So in terms of that, like anything can happen for the next like few games, next ten games, about nine games. So yeah, I'm giving it. Um, There's still opportunity for Tottenham to get the Champions League spot, which they're looking for. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree. They've they've just it, it's been a really weird uh, kind of season for them. I don't think they predicted that they would crash as badly as they did. I think it's been a culmination of a bunch of things. As Tunnel did say, they, they lack a bit of squad depth. And I also thought that their summer transfer when it was kind of weird. Like, they, they signed Lasalso and didn't really utilize him. And then Ndombele did well, and I still think he's got a lot of talent, but also didn't quite cement himself into the team. And then Sessegnon was kind of injured and never really came in either. So I feel like they, they made signings, but they weren't really signings that they were in desperate need of. And now the fact that they've lost Ericsson, Kane was injured... And there was that whole dispute with Vertonghen and Ericsson and that whole, you know, thing that caused the, the uproar. I just feel like there's been so many different factors and I just think the dressing room is, is not in a happy place and that's probably why. But yeah, compared to what how, where they performed last season, I think they've fallen off more than any other top six team. And I think I'd then have to give them the lowest rating out of all of them, which would be, yeah, D. Maybe D, D minus, maybe even the E. I mean, Tottenham was on Tottenham, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> so close yet so far. Um, recruitment hasn't been amazing. They've made a lot of signings, so obviously that's going to take some time for them to gel. Um, plus with the new manager as well. So you look at, on the new signings basis, you've got Celso and Dombile. Uh, Steven Bergwin came in uh, in January. He hit the ground running, but then got injured. It hasn't been pretty, but they've got a lot of hope. Kane's been in and out this season injured, I know, because I keep having to sell him for fantasy football and then bring him back in. Super, Super Sun's been nice. Um, maybe you were looking for a bit more of a contribution from Lucas Moura, because um, he scored the hat-trick against Ajax, and then 
really hope that would be his, you know, springboard to just like becoming massively, um, you know, successful or like, you know, having a really productive season. But that hasn't happened. Eric Lamella is still at the team. I didn't even know if he's still at Tottenham. Um, like, I feel like there's a bunch of things going on here. But I mean, even though it is possible for them to get to Champions League, they have to go through Sheffield United, Wolves, and Manchester United. I mean, they haven't done so already in 29 games. So like, is there much evidence that they're going to do in the last nine games? Not to me. I'd say, you know what, I'd say a D, um, because if they're, if we're saying about top six and they're being ninth, you know, you can't give it, I don't know if you can give anything higher than a D. Um, and like, the fact that they should be doing a lot better than Chelsea with the Bamiang um, and how they performed is just under par to what we've expected and they've fallen so big from grace. Um, but a D for me. Uh, Cam, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I think uh, it just it isn't that doesn't seem to be jutting with Arsenal right now. I think their defense has always been a problem. Everyone knows they just don't seem to be making the correct signings. They just don't seem to care about their defense for some reason. I think Pepe was a good person to bring in, but he's obviously going to take some time to adjust. He's showing good glimpses, but he's struggling to to get the end product kind of down now. But I do still think he's a really good player. It's just fun to kind of banter Arsenal fans about his end product. I think that will come, but they, they haven't replaced Ramsey, which I think was a really big loss uh, in the midfield. And then I also just think that their defence, they need multiple signings in that department. But uh, I think they do have some some hope in the future if they just make maybe two or three more signings and then they start kind of rebuilding from the back forward, like what United are trying to do and what Liverpool did. But yeah, based on this season, I think I'm going to have to give them a D. <coughs> I'm going to go with the same. Like, indeed, it's like, for top six side in your ninth, that's unacceptable. They just got, like, 40 points. They're letting in too many, like, goals, not scoring enough. And then the big wage bill as well, is, for example, like, you got the Ozil scenario and then you can't bring in players because of Ozil. So, it's just a conundrum for, like, Arsenal. There's, like, probably Liverpool way back in when, like, before the owners where they didn't invest into the club and then that's a similar situation with Arsenal where it could be a four- to five-year rebuild where... To anything can happen, but I, I like the manager Arteta. Uh, he's doing, he's going forward with the teams, but I would look for Arsenal to look at like transfers, like centre backs. I think they got William Sidibe coming um, from Saint Etienne to Arsenal, so that could be good. But it's it's a rebuilding process for Arsenal, and it's not going to take. It's not overnight. It's going to be like a long term thing, man. So it's a D for me, man. Um, I think we're all being generous here. Uh, giving. Um, <laughs> Where it should be really a fail this season. I was going to say E, I was so. But um, just jumping to you, Rahat, where would you go? Because you just said E, but. Yeah, I mean, without Aubameyang, these guys would probably be in the relegation zone. Like, that's just, it's just been a one man team this season. Um, it's just been Aubameyang. Well, Nicolas Pepe, I think, not made one of the Liverpool guys, and that's their second best highlight. And then I think, you know, to round up their top three moments of the season, it would be Nabri scoring against Bayern. Like, Arsenal had nothing going from this season. Right. <laughs> so, I just mean, you know. I agree. Like, apart from Bayern, who's done bits for my fantasy team, and, you know, I hope maybe he goes to Chelsea and proves he's a better striker in the Prem than Zogba. But, you know, what have Arsenal got to say about their season, you know? 
100% agree with E, bro. You got, like, overrating Tottenham D. You don't put Arsenal and Tottenham on the same level in terms of the season they've had. No. No. Arsenal well, don't have it. Dude, dude, ain't like that. No, the thing is, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, we got a terrible start to the season. You guys have just been going downhill since. You're all having improvement and go down where you guys are. It's literally getting worse. And the thing is, right, you guys had Unai Emery just got sacked and now Arteta's here. You still knock out. I wouldn't say you'd lose it. But he's not bagging points. You're just drawing games, right? Now you guys actually have the the problems that's in your team rather than just blaming it on Arsene Wenger who was before Unai Emery who also got blamed for all the things that were going wrong for your team. So now, you guys are getting an E, right? And all of you are lying if you're saying it's actually deep. They're worse than we were, and you know they were. And E, and saying we're, we shouldn't give um, Arsenal, based on this season, a D. Because um, that's the same level as Tottenham, and you guys have been worse, apparently. Um, what do you have to say to defend your team? And are there any good, uh, apart from the individual highlights, are there anything else? Uh, is there anything else um, that you feel positive about? Um, personally, the one thing I, I want to stress about our team is that um, we don't really know who our best 11 is. So you can name like our best, what, seven, eight maybe, but then in, in certain positions, there are players that, um, that you don't know who to start um, or rather who deserves to start over who. Um, and I think we, we need to sign someone um, in the defensive midfielding role, um, maybe a backup wing as well. Um, and maybe a backup right back um, just just to get started for like next season and everything. And in terms of the rating, um, I don't know, man. I mean, we're one point behind Spurs. As bad as we've been this season and as bad as they've been this season, you can't give Spurs a, a D, then give us an E, you know. Um, so if you gave Spurs an E, then sure. Um, personally, I'm going to give them D. Um, yeah, because um, as as poor as we've we've been, um, we do on occasion show character and fight back. Um, although there are games where we'd be leading the whole game and end up um, slipping up at the end, um, which is why we've got the most draws in the league. Um, so it's just there's, there's there's a whole lot of things that I can nitpick, you know, like just um, stupid mistakes that lead to goals. Um, which force us to drop points and everything. Um, yeah, that's 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 all I really have to say. I'd give them a D, maybe D plus if I want to be generous. Yeah, D plus. I just want to I just want to stress the fact you guys have defensive issues, and you decided the solution to that is to bring in David Luiz. <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 wait. The David, the, the David Luiz signing, right? For or, or rather, what I see it as. It wasn't necessarily to solve all of our defensive issues. As David Luiz, as decorated as a defender he is, he isn't the greatest defensive defender, if you know what I mean. Um, I just feel like David Luiz was, was more of a signing as, um, what's it called? Dressing room presence, you know? So he wasn't necessarily there to fix our defense instantly, but just to bring presence into the dressing room, you know, um, as, a, as, as, as David Luiz as a player. When I brought him in, because he likes playing out from the back, but, uh, you know, and David kind of does have a good pass in him, but even now, he's starting to buckle under the pressure, I think, and he's, he's got slow and a bit tight. So even now, the passing out from the back, he, he makes mistakes, and then he's never been good defensively, like you said. So it was just a banter signing. 
But just a quick question to end around things off, um, a bit off topic. Um, Tandor and Don, who ha whose team has made more individual errors, player errors? Just out of curiosity, I haven't done the research, but who do you think? Do you want to say Arsenal? Like, why do you think Arsenal is making more errors? I think Arsenal, I think Arsenal do. Arsenal's defensive blunders are unmatched. I'm sorry, even as an Arsenal fan, when you guys, you're lucky now because Mustafi is not in the team, so it's gone down a little bit. But in terms of just stupid defensive errors, I think Arsenal wins. There's no way you can claim Spurs makes more dumb mistakes. Than, well, I do. So, you answered too quick because of Aurea, dude. Your Aurea is a waste. Yeah, I'm saying Serge Aurea is a problem. <laughs> Aurea, that guy, oh my word. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think well. Arsenal. I don't know. No, Usually, no, Arsenal no, I mean, this season, I think it's closer, dude. As, as much right, as Luis right. and Oria make you're gang right. mistakes, uh, okay, I have well, to agree to yeah. If we're talking about this season, it's comparable. But, like, historically, yeah. It's an Arsenal. Awesome no, no, no. You, you, can't, you can't say historically because your team has no history, bro. Like, that's unfair. That's the um, that's that's where we will uh, stop the podcast. But um, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, Th thank you guys for uh, listening to the podcast. It was really enjoyable. Uh, and another time, we'd love to have you um, back. Yeah.